and welcome to Why Choose Reads, where we say why love one when you can love them all. I'm your host, Why Choose Romance author, Sunny Hart, and I'm thrilled to be here today with fellow author, Ariel Dawn. Thanks so much for being here, Ariel. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So uh, I'm Ariel Dawn, and I write primarily uh Paranormal romance, um, reverse harem, urban fantasy, um, but I also dabble a little bit in contemporary and monster romance. Um, and I've been writing for about three years now, so since 2020. Kind of got into uh, writing and reading reverse harem kind of like around the same time because I had seen it and I read, I think, like maybe like two reverse harem books and I was like, I was hooked. <laughs> and I wrote my own. <laughs> I love it. That's usually how people, because usually one of the questions I ask at the start is like, you know, how did you get into this genre? Because it can be a unique genre and mm-hmm. usually it is the reader path. Do you remember which two books they were? So yes, actually, um, because I, when I started writing in 2020, I didn't go straight to writing. Mm-hmm. I had released like maybe like a couple other books mm-hmm. um, in the paranormal romance genre. And I was uh, very interested in checking out this, this why choose trope mm-hmm. that every, everybody was yeah. talking about. And um, I read, I think it was Wings of Darkness and Light by C. Rochelle, the first book, which is Shadow Spark. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, what was the other one? Um Oh, uh, Pack Heat by Sam Hall. That was yep. like verse mm-hmm. two. Yeah. And I was just like, where has this been all my life? Like, <laughs> like what? She doesn't have to pick one. Right. Like every love triangle movie or book you've ever read prior comes down to they don't have to choose. <laughs> and I always like thought of that, like growing up, like watching some of them, like, I don't know. It just doesn't seem fair, man. So it just kind of wasn't a far jump for me. And uh, I had actually wrote my first reverse harem uh, novel with Quelty Fox. Okay. It was my first co-write. It was my first Why Choose. And it was my first shifter romance. So I love it, was, that. it was a lot of firsts. <laughs> yeah. So so your first book writing was, was Why Choose? Or was it one of your other... My very first book that I that I published was In the Cards. I kind of got my start um, right before the pandemic started. Okay. Um, I wrote a short story, and it was published mm-hmm. in an anthology. Nice. And at that point, before that short story got published, and it is, um, it's called Faded, and you can actually get it when you sign up for my newsletter. But at that point in time, I I didn't think that I had the capability to like publish something. Uh, because I have ADHD and I am like the queen of like starting a thousand projects and abandoning them. Yeah. So uh, I always wanted to write and I wrote Faded and I signed up to be part of like a charity anthology. I was like, well, if I give myself a deadline, maybe I can do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I did. And then once I wrote that, it was like, well, why can't I just write a book? And then the pandemic happened. Yeah. And I had the time to write a book. So my yep. very first book in the cards uh, came out in October of 2020. Okay. It's been a wild ride ever since. And then I I believe um, the Shifters of Starfall Creek came out that following year, 2021. We released all three books very quickly. We found them very well. um, And we're having a blast writing. And and the the series is complete, so it is available. And that is the Shifters of Starfall Creek. Okay. And the first book is Hollow Sunrise, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. So tell me a little bit about the books. I can get a little bit deeper into maybe some of the plot. You mentioned you kind of urban fantasy, paranormal. Start mm-hmm. with Shifters of Starfell Creek. And then I believe you had a second one that you put in, uh, Monsters of Ashwood. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the Shifters of Starfall Creek, uh, in my opinion, it's kind of a twist on your um, your normal fate of mates shifter romance storyline um jade is very much an alpha female her mates are all very different and they all kind of come in in different parts um we have the alpha hole dustin we have the shy and reserved fish out of water uh reverie who in in any other shifter book it's you know the girl is the fish out of water and she's mm-hmm. thrown into the world and reverie is like oh my god i've been <laughs> like what is going to happen to me? And then you have Ranger. You have the best friend. So you mm-hmm. have a couple of uh, friends to, to lovers tropes in there. You have an enemies lovers to trope in there. Yeah. So you have some second chance. Uh, it's it's a lot of really fun things kind of thrown into into one. And it's a really, in my opinion, I mean, I know I'm biased, but uh, <laughs> in my opinion, it's a wonderful arc from the very beginning of Hollow Sunrise to where we end up in um in Hollow's legacy and I don't want to give like too many spoilers away. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's definitely holds a special place in my heart and I'm, I'm still obsessed with like all of those characters. Like I love them to death. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So monsters of Ashwood then monsters of Ashwood was my first crack at monster romance. Uh-huh. And uh, this just speaks to my um, caffeinated squirrel personality here. <laughs> Uh, I I wanted to write a monster romance, and I knew I wanted to write another uh, white shoes romance. Mm-hmm. And I was just starting to get into like reading monster romance. I read, I believe it was um, Morning Glory Milking Farm by mm-hmm. C.M. Nicosta mm-hmm. and Twelve Hunks of Herculea by C. Rochelle. And I kind of had this idea. I wanted to do monsters, but I mm-hmm. wanted them to be like kind of unique monsters because I see a lot I see a lot of gargoyles I see sometimes mm-hmm. vampires and shifters kind of fall in that category yeah. um I see demons a lot I wanted to do something a little bit different mm-hmm. so I ended up doing a gargoyle a shadow and a cryptid hide behind because I had mm-hmm. never seen that and my whole idea was that I was going to write this spooky monstery type romance mm-hmm. and I was going to release it for Halloween mind you yeah. this is like I don't know March <laughs> And I'm like, I can do it. So uh, that's kind of how Monsters of Ashwood came to be. Uh, I had this idea of a FMC with these monsters, but I wanted to kind of play around with some different things and play around with monster romance a little bit. Um, Jenna is not your typical FMC. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's got a pretty dark past. She suffers from some very dark things. Yeah. And uh, it's that series in general kind of... I feel like does something a little different where we have a second chance harem mm. uh, where these monsters all were together at one point. They had a mate, something happened, mm. and they were all broken up. And then we have this Jenna buys the haunted house and they all are part of the property in some way or another. And they all kind of have to come back together and deal with their own demons. So yeah. it's, it's a very different type of book than my other books which is why Mm -hmm. it comes with a list of trigger warnings Mm. um, because it is much darker than what I typically write uh, but it is absolutely hands down like one of my favorite books I've ever written so I love that I love that so when you're developing your characters like you know Jenna and Jade like 
tell me a little bit about that process. Like, obviously, both of them sound like very strong characters. Um, where do you get your inspiration from? Not just like, not just for your your FMCs, but your your main male characters as well. So I don't know if this is some type of mental illness or if this is just like who I am as an individual, <laughs> but <laughs> my characters are very real to me. So I treat them like they're real people, right? Okay. Um, so when I'm kind of writing and I'm coming up with these, uh, these FMCs or these, these MCs, mm-hmm. I kind of just let them tell me who they are, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I do typically write more strong willed alpha type female characters. That just is what I lean towards. Cause that's what I grew up reading. It's what I grew up watching in the media. So that's kind of what I gravitate towards. But as far as like the male main characters go, I pull inspiration from just about everywhere. Mm. Um, There's so many different complexities to people in general. And I feel like one of the things I really like to do is write male characters with more complexities. So it doesn't feel like, you know, we're just cookie cutters or we're just, Mm -hmm. you know, he's the shy one. He's the cute one. You know, it's, it's a little bit more in depth than that. Um, So I kind of try to look at it as we have, the person that the FMC knows and we have the person mm-hmm. that, you know, mate number two knows and they're different with everybody. Yeah. So that's kind of how I approach it. I, I, because I am different to my husband than I am to my best friend. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of how I approach it. So, yeah, no, that's a really interesting perspective that we can be different people to different people. Mm-hmm. I really like that. So do you have a, are, are these two books or two series, your only why choose ones? Currently, yes. Um, I do have some menage stuff uh, as well. So I write a mix of pairings. Um, I do male-female. I have white shoes. I do menage. I do – I am working on a female-female. It's just not going to come out for a a little while. But um, I also write male-male romance. Um, Qualty Fox and I also have a male-male shifter vampire romance that we wrote together called Crossfire. Uh, so I kind of play around with everything. Yeah. Why choose? Exactly. I get it. <laughs> I love it. So when you're creating these worlds, so it sounds like Monsters of Ashwood is set in what you call Ashwood, Oregon. Mm-hmm. And then Hollow's Surprise is set in uh, Starfall Creek. When you're thinking of these kind of worlds, are there themes that you find are like kind of pop up in these series from that are kind of maybe based on, I don't know, like I think of... um. In, in my series, the Intim Realm, power determines where you belong. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of the, the overcurring theme that these characters are overcoming. Are there themes in your worlds that you kind of see pop up, maybe knowingly or unknowingly? I think some a, a lot of the themes that pop up, not just in my wide shoes worlds, but in a lot of my writing is there's a lot of um, found family and acceptance type themes mm-hmm. that come up or the trying to break the mold type mm-hmm. uh, characters. Um, usually I feel like when I, especially like when I'm setting up like some of these more fantasy based worlds in, um, the shifters of Starfall Creek series, the shifters and the humans are, are completely separated. Like Mm -hmm. they, they don't necessarily know about each other. Um, so there is this whole like coming together of challenging norms, challenging the things you've been told and what is right, what is wrong, what Mm -hmm. is, you know, who's the good guy, who's the bad guy. I play with that a lot in my, uh, in my writing where it's like the bad guy is really the good guy or yeah. the good guy, <laughs> bad guy type thing. And in 
a lot of my books, Monsters of Ashwood is a really good example. I kind of like to get lost in my lore and my research a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Ashwood, Oregon is a real place. Okay. And it is a real ghost town. Uh, which is why I said it there. Um, okay. And so I try to kind of bring some of that to the story itself. That's when I, when I pick a setting, um, I either have one like in hollows where it's mm-hmm. completely made up um, or I pick something that does exist and I set my fiction there. I did that also with um, a couple of my other books, uh, I believe. So yeah, that's awesome. like, a, it's a common thing with me. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break uh, for a why choose read to add to your TBR, but we're going to be back because I have more questions about Ariel's characters and a little bit more about the world she's got. So we'll be right back. Hey listeners, check out By Her Sight by yours truly, Sunny Hart. In the Unitim realm, power determines where you belong. Blind, orphaned witch Claire has always spent her life wondering where she belonged. She's grown up in a small coven on the outskirts of the Unitim realm. While the teasing about her blindness hurts, the ridicule the coven members give her about her orphan status cuts deeper. What kind of disappointment do you have to be to have your parents abandon you? When the semi-sentient academy sends her an acceptance letter, she's sure it's a mistake. If she doesn't belong at Winshire, she surely won't belong at the academy. But what does she have to lose? As she navigates new friends, intense classes, and professors who seem to be split on whether she will pass or fail, her power starts to unravel inside of her, leaving Claire with more questions about her parents and where she belongs. And why does the Stomont triad, Desmond, the charming wizard, Everett, the silent griffin, and Malcolm, the grumbling dragon, want to get to know a low-level witch like her. This is a slow burn, happy ever after wide choose in the first book in the series with a slight cliffhanger at the end, but lucky for you, books two and three are already out. Again, that is By Her Sight by yours truly, Sunny Heart. And now we'll head back to the podcast. And we're back and we're going to jump right back into Ariel's characters. Um, So many authors mention that sometimes their stories or their characters surprise them. Do you have a favorite surprise? I'm assuming you have been surprised, first of all. Oh, yes. Um, (laughs) So if you have a favorite surprise, tell us about it. My favorite surprise, probably, um, and I know I'm not like really supposed to pick favorites, but I can't help it. I like, you know, it's just you can't help it. Yeah. I wrote a book called In the Blood. It was my okay. second book I'd ever published. It was part of my first series, my Forevermore series. Um, it was the follow-up to In the Cards, and it focused on Ember's friend, Ava. Ava was in In, in the Cards. She was just like a supporting side character, mm-hmm. right? And I thought, well, I kind of want to write her story with the vampire. I wanted to do my my homage to vampire romance because I'm yeah. obsessed with vampire romance. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to make that like my, my homage to that. Mm-hmm. And I was totally surprised because not only did I enjoy really writing Ava and her vampire Cassius, um, in that one book, but they ended up branching off and creating their own series, which branched off and created another series. And <laughs> it basically turned into the forevermore world and yeah. it wouldn't have happened without, if I didn't write Ava and just follow that where it went, 
And to this day, I'm still working on some of the books with her and and Cassius. Um, there's three books out in their series, which is <laughs> Ava Crowley, Vampire Slayer. Um, and there will be another uh, book in that series. Uh, in the Blood will be getting a rewrite to reflect a little bit more of Cassius's uh, points of view. But then there's a spinoff series of that following Ava's brother. So just that one book, I would say that's the one that like really surprised me because once I unpacked it, it was just like can of worms. Just it all just kind of came out. Yeah. It's a very fun tiered series. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Uh, My Unitam Realm series, Claire was supposed to be the only one who got books. And then, you know, Holly got her spinoff. And at the time we were recording this, I'm writing Bethany's spinoff as well. And it's just, it just, and there's probably going to be a prequel series. I mean, it just keep, yeah, just keep flooding. Like once you open that floodgate, you know, it is all over from there. It becomes a universe, yeah. you know, and there's so many other stories to unpack. Um, like I said, Ava and Cass, they have their own series, but then Ava's brother, who's, you know, featured in all of her books and in the blood as well, he has his own series following, you know, the hunters that he's a, a part of. And so it's just this one big giant world that's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, I love that. So are you, would you consider yourself when you're writing a story um, to be more of a plotter or more of a pantser? I, I go back and forth with this. I'm kind of in the middle. I'm kind of a chaotic uh, plotster, if you will. Mm-hmm. I started out kind of more in the pantser area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do very much still pants a lot of my books. But I've since started to kind of loosely structure how I write. So what that looks like to me is sometimes sometimes I'll make an outline of a couple chapters at a time so I know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Other times it'll be I'll just be in Google Docs and I'll just put chapter chapter, this is what I want to write, this is what I want to <laughs> write. Um and just kind of go with it. But uh I'm kind of in the middle there. I like to try to keep some structure just so I don't go off the rails entirely, mm-hmm. but I like to give myself enough room to to kind of follow the hamster trails where they go. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. No, the ADHD can be strong. You know, the pull to that can be strong. It's a blessing and a curse. Oh. Honestly, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> like if you'd watched me try to do something in the house earlier, you'd have seen me go A to B to set to Z to C to back. I mean, it looks like yep. a trail. Yeah. But I'm, every so often, it, I pull something really nice out of that, right? <laughs> and it makes work. It makes living with it worth it. It's always funny, too, because I think, you know, in some ways, it really does help that multifaceting, multitasking type uh, persona really does help me a lot of times. There have been times um, because I write in multiple books at once. Okay. um, And I write, usually I can write a book or two or three in some instances (laughs) about a month, Okay, um, which is insane. So it helps. But sometimes it, it is not so helpful when you're like, I've got two weeks to the deadline. I haven't written this book. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, so it, it can be both good and bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. So when you're kind of um, starting a project, tell me a little bit more about your writing process. Do you have like an ideal process that you, you know, obviously everything Every, everything I feel like maybe has an ideal, but what does kind of typical project start to finish look like for you? Um, it depends. So I write in shared worlds. So sometimes 
those are a little easier because there's more structure there because there's rules and there's things I have to follow mm-hmm. um, to be able to build my my story around like in um, the Blackthorn Academy for Supernatural series, uh, which uh, this time I believe uh, that we're talking it's it's October. So I have it's actually releases tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so like when I was writing that, I knew that we had certain tropes that we had to hit, that we had mm-hmm. certain um you know, rules that we had to adhere to setting things. Um, so for me, for something like that, it's a lot easier for me to sit down and go, okay, I know that I want this, I want this and I want this. And then I kind of try to pull it all together. Like a little, uh, like a little puzzle. Um, I write very linearly. Um, usually I, I will write a chapter, find the voice of the character a little bit, and then I'll go back and reread it before I write the next chapter and so on and so on. And then I'll go through and I'll self-edit everything, send it to my editor, my proofreader, my arc readers, and then format and publish. And that's pretty much my my system. That's what it looks like. Nice. Um, when you, uh, you mentioned a few things in your bio that I just love as hobbies as, as well, the cosplay and all of that. When, yes. um, tell me a little bit about how you fill your creative well outside of writing. Oh, that's a good question. Um, so again, probably because of my attention span of a gnat, um, I, I like to go out and I like to have a bunch of different little hobbies, different little niches that I can get lost in. I did used to do photography. I haven't done photography for a little while now because I kind of put it on hiatus mm-hmm. um, now that I'm writing because writing just like kind of took over. <laughs> um, but I love going and hanging out with my friends and going traveling and doing things. Um, cosplay is definitely uh, a fun thing. We haven't done a convention since 2021 um, because now I go to writer conventions and yep. reader conventions. <laughs> it's um, weird how writing just kind of takes over all It kind of does. It kind of <laughs> does. But I uh, now that I have a little bit more time on my hands, I am doing a little bit more um, of crafting. I do like to paint, um, so I'm hoping to get a little bit more back into that as well. Um, so just kind of where where my interests take me, I guess. I love that. Well, we're coming up on the end of our time here, so I just want to make sure that our listeners can connect with you. So tell us how we can find you, your social media pages, and if you're attending any signings coming up. I am pretty much everywhere that you can think of. I am on Facebook. Um, I'm on Goodreads. I'm on TikTok as less underscore than three. Um, I have a bookstagram on Instagram called Wrong Turn Romance, uh, where I sometimes will post things that I read as well. <laughs> um, and I'm like I said, pretty much everywhere. Uh, I do have some signings coming up uh this summer so i will be uh featured on friday july 27th at romanticon Mm -hmm. um so i'll be doing a mini signing there and hanging out and doing some panels and uh some meet and greet type stuff which is super fun um and then i believe i have getting witchy with it in september as well as Authors in the Steel City, uh, which is in Pittsburgh, my hometown. Um, And then in October, uh, I believe I have Flirty in Tampa. So a couple places. (laughs) You're going all over a little bit. (laughs) I will also be at Witchy with it in September. Yeah, we'll have to have at the time, we might need to have a little Why Choose Reads dinner. Oh my Um, God. Because at that point, I'm going to have at least 26 of you. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, I'm hoping I really, I really can't wait to get my, my hands into another white shoes. Like I have one in, in the works, it's concepts and everything already out. I just have to write it. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that the story of our lives? It is. <laughs> like I know exactly what I want to do. I just have to find the time to write it. <laughs> right. Oh, I think about that all the time. <laughs> all the time. I, I posted in a reader group. Actually, I was looking for a book like this because I was like, I want an arranged marriage type, but where like she's, you know, set to inherit some ridiculous amount of money. And instead of like caving to do it, she says no. And she just is like, no, thank you. And like leaves. And everyone was like, oh, I'm following this. I'm following this. And I said, that's great. I said, but I need, I need the book already because if not, then I'm going to eventually have to write the book and finding the time to do that. (laughs) It's just not possible. Uh, yep that's how I end up writing half of my books and people are like you know like I want this book and it's like it's not out there and I'm like oh god don't tempt me please don't tempt me to write this I will write it uh last year uh I know we're we're getting on the catch-up here but um last year I it was November and I was talking we were talking about Christmas books or something like that and I was like I've never written a Christmas story I don't know if I can write a Christmas story and then in two weeks, I wrote Bite Me, um, <laughs> which is a gingerbread shifter romance. <laughs> I love it. So, I mean, somebody said something. They were like a, the most wildish, outlandish thing. It wasn't that or whatever, but they were like, you know, the paranormal Christmas shifters or whatever. And I was like, what if? No, no, no. I can't do it. No, no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. And then I wrote it. <laughs> And then all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, there it is. <laughs> and it's, it's a very, it's a, it's a lovely mashup of, um, I call it Hallmark with spice. So it's, oh. it's very, it's very Hallmarky, but it's also pretty spicy. Yeah, okay. I'm going to have to add that one to my list then. Cause I'm always down for those around that type it of year. It was so much fun to write and there will be other books in the series. So perfect. Perfect. Well, Ariel, thank you so, so much for being on the show. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. Absolutely. And for our listeners, uh, do not do not despair. We will definitely have all those links of where you can find Ariel in our show notes. So if you forgot any of the four uh, signings she's going to be at this summer, we will have those in the show notes for you all. And listeners, thank you so much for listening and supporting our podcast. If you are dying for some more Ariel Dawn content, head on over to our Patreon for our exclusive behind-the-scenes questions. You can find the link to our Patreon in the show notes or at patreon.com backslash why choose reads podcast. See you next time.